Now, the theme of this year uh, is the year of favor. So, what is important to know is that there are keys in the spiritual world which the Lord gives us in order to unlock spiritual doors. So, if we need the favor of Lord, of the Lord, it won't happen all by itself. We need to take the appropriate steps to welcome and celebrate the favor of the Lord. And then the Lord just gave me this scripture to start off with, even before we start. Matthew 16, verse 18, Jesus was talking to Peter about his church. And he said in the last part of that scripture, he says, I will build my church and the gates of hell and death will never overpower it. Amen. Amen. The gates of hell and death will never overpower my church. And I want to encourage you with that word already at the start. Know in your heart that even though the circumstances might look terrible, the promise of the word is this which Jesus said. Your church, his church, will never be overpowered by the death and hell. He walked right out of hell. The grave couldn't hold him. Death couldn't hold him. And this is the same promise. We live in the promise of a risen Jesus, a living Jesus. We are part of the living body of the Lord. Amen. Amen. May I invite you to stand while we pray. Our Father, we thank you for a most wonderful opportunity to gather in your name. How we thank you for the wonderful, wonderful privilege of worshiping you. Being in your presence, nothing else, nothing else can ever compare to that. We thank you for that. We thank you and we glorify your name. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, and we bring this word before you. We bring each and every person before you, present here, watching, listening. Lord, that this word will truly find the place in every heart today. By the power of your spirit, we pray. Amen. 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 You may take your seat. So, the title of the message today is Find Your Fit. So, it is more a teaching than preaching, but there will be a bit of it of both, we need some teaching also. You see, we live in, a, in a, a, a time, in a modern society that truly, truly focuses on the individual. Me, myself, and I. This is the important, the important three persons in my life is me, myself, and I. And the focus is on that. Now, what is God's perspective on this? The Bible calls us the believers who celebrate and, and, and hold the salvation that Jesus gave us. He calls us the body of the Lord. Collectively, we are the body of the Lord. So the scripture today, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 to 21, and then 27 out of the New King James... Now, old King James is just too tough for a burki to read, you know. Anyway, the new King James, it helps. 
Verse 12, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? Verse 20, but now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or, nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Verse 27, now if you are the body, now you are the body of Christ and members individually. So point number one, the body. The body consists of different members. Just look at yourself. Each one designed and purposed by God with a specific purpose in mind to serve the body as whole. You are important in this unity. Every part is important in this unity. You will find your significance, your purpose, and your fulfillment, and your role only in the body of Christ, which is the church, which might be your life group, in the smallest form, your marriage, your home, and from there it carries on. But there you will find your purpose. Look at a beautiful hand, and you do get hands that are more beautiful than others. But uh, anyway, a beautiful hand is really a piece of art. It's a work of art created by God. How many paintings, how many scriptures have been done just to portray and display the beauty of a hand? And it's something beautiful to, to uh, uh, behold, especially some of them. You know, some people go to a lot of trouble all the little things and the details and the cute taxis, you know, not those ones, the nice ones. And it's beautiful to look at that. You say, wow, it's beautiful. But take that very same hand and cut it off and put it down again. The very same hand, what would happen? Most people will walk away from that and they would truly be disgusted. And, and it would even, the, it, will, it, it, it will really... Uh, uh, People will look at it in horror. People would be repulsed by it. Why? Because it is misplaced. It's out of its place. And what if a body gets hurt? Let me tell you, some body parts are more seen by other parts. You know, the guy in front here, he gets seen. He's the man of the hour. Wow, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> it's not so wonderful, believe me. <laughs> But the guy there, the guy who unlocked the church, he wasn't seen today. What if he didn't unlock the church? We would have had a problem. So the Bible says, if any little part of this body gets hurt, 
the body should look after it and the body would know about it. If your toe gets hurt, that neglected toe, forgotten toe, if your toe gets hurt, you will know about it. All of a sudden, your attention will be drawn away to your toe because you won't know how to go to the shower not to get it wet. You, you, you'll have to try and sort out some stuff to do with it. And then when, when you put on your black sock, you, you won't be able to put it on properly because your toe will start shouting for attention. And then at the end of the day, when you're truly so thankful that at last you can lie down and have a good rest, you lie down and you pull or you try to pull the sheet over you, your toe will again knock on the door and say, here I am, master. I need some attention, serious attention. Isn't it true? Now, that is what Paul is trying to tell us, that we are important, every one of us. Like your body parts are important to the body to function in a similar way, each and every one of you are important in the body to function properly and to fulfill its role and to fulfill God's purpose. This church cannot do what it's supposed to do without the members picking up their call from God, their calling from God. Amen. You are, you are important. So, the, the Bible says that we are meant to function, not independently, but into unity. And on your own, you won't make it. So, this is a calling. It is so much more important than we try to believe. I listen to people sometimes and, and, and I find it actually shocking to, to see how they have determined to uh, uh, become members at a specific church. Uh, uh, some of them, like the pastor, he's a handsome guy, like for, with us, you know, I mean, we've got very handsome pastor, and maybe a few of them, you know. And, uh, or maybe he's not handsome, or maybe he doesn't smile so smartly, or we don't like that songs, and we, we don't like the way they greet, or we don't, we don't like their coffee, and this, and this, and this. Now let's go to another church. People of God, let me say this. This is so much more important than you could ever imagine. It is a calling from God. You need to go down on your knees and ask the Lord, Lord, where do you want me? Where do you want me? At which church do you want me? At which life group do you want me? For if you are not there, that body is lacking your presence. That body is in want of you. Amen. And that body won't be able to function in the way that the Lord has purposed it to function if you're not there. So it's so much important. It's so, you need to ask the Lord, Lord, where do you want me? So that the body would not be in want of you. Point number two, a body that celebrates Jesus. Listen to this scripture, Ephesians 3 verse 10. In the Amplified Classic, it says the purpose is that through the church, the complicated, many-sided wisdom of God in all its infinite variety and innumerable aspects might now 
be made known to the angelic rulers and authorities, the principalities and powers in the heavenly sphere. Have you ever thought about that? You know, coming to church is not just having a wonderful time here, although it is wonderful. We like the coffee and perhaps a tea on the side, and it's wonderful. We sing, we greet, we hug, all of those wonderful things. It's wonderful, but it's so much more than that because the scripture says that if we function together as a body supposed to, to, to function, this body will demonstrate the glory of God the innumerable wisdom and grace and mercy and love of God will be displayed and demonstrated by this body. Amen. Amen. Many, many years ago, like 27 years ago, I was on a very bad spot. Literally everything in my life that meant something to me disappeared. Believe me, it can happen. And, and I can talk about it now easily. Believe me, it, it, I, 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 I can't even try to tell you what happened to me during that time. And that one Sunday morning, I went to a church where I wasn't known. And I was involved in ministry before that time for a long, long time. And I sat there all by myself and I was broken. My life was shattered, and I thought, Lord, have you forgotten about me? What is happening here? And you know what? There came one man down the steps. Not the pastor, not the worship leader. One man came, and he came into the row, and he sat next to me and put his arms around me, and he just held me. He gave me a hug. And he saved my life. He saved my life. What happened? What happened there? There was a man that found his foot. There was a man that found his foot in the body. And God called him that day to save me. And as, as I prepared this message, the Lord gave me almost like a, a glance into the history, and I, I saw what was going on there. I sat on that chair, totally devastated, and I felt the Lord has left me. I don't know if any of you ever felt like that. I hope not. <laughs> but I felt like that, and I, and I was completely like the dry bones, and all of that, I, I was gone. I was shattered. I, I didn't have any way forward possible. And and the Lord showed me how the spiritual world was watching. And they said, we've got him this time. It's over. He will never be on a pulpit again. His ministry is gone. He won't even serve God anymore. But what happened? Here came one guy down the aisle. A guy who found his foot. And he walked right next to me. And he showed me something of the infinite wisdom, grace, and love of God Almighty. And in my heart he dropped, Lord, you're with me. 
you're with me, you see me, you know me, you are here for me. Thank you, God, he saved my life. That one guy that found his fit, he is important. He was important. So God used him, a man that found his fit. It could be the usher. It could be anybody that shares a word of hope, a word of encouragement. Just be there for you today. But today the Lord uses that one. Find your fit in the body. You are important. Point number three, a body filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is the, the, the chapter, Ezekiel 37, the valley of the dry bones, and we've spoke about that quite a number of times, and there are many interpretations of this passage. But let me tell you this, it speaks of a dead, messed up, no hope status, their time was over. The Bible says many dry bones in the valley, lying around, shattered, no hope. Now, in our time, this could be a picture of individuals. I sense that there are many people sitting here today who might say, Lord, <laughs> my life is gone, it's shattered, it's over. Remember at this time, the, the nation of Israel was in captivity and they were in Babylon for about 10 years at the time when this prophecy happened with a prophet. For, so for 10 years, they were there and they lost all their hope and they didn't think they would ever see their uh, Israel again. Lord, have you forgotten about us? It's over. We are dead, completely shattered. There's nothing left of us. And the Lord puts the prophet there in the midst of that valley and he, he made him to walk around the dead bones. And he looked at it and said, there's a lot of trouble going on here. There's a skull, there's a thigh, there's a rib, there's a ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. And then the Lord asked him, can these bodies live? <laughs> can these people live? Lord, only you know. And then a whole bunch of things starts happening there. And the Lord tells the prophet, prophesy to the bones. Prophesy to them and speak. And the Bible says, and as I prophesied, there was a thundering and a rattling. You know, they didn't have false teeth. So when that skull find its foot, hey, I didn't even think about that. The skull had to find its foot. And the rip and the thigh and the what? And he prophesied and life started happening. And, and these bones were put together and, and they stood up. And then the Bible says that the flesh and the nerves, the, the arteries, all of that, it was put on the bones. It just says it was put on it. So I went and I studied and I went, I, I looked into an, an, a very, an old uh, uh, manuscript called the Septuagint. And it, it explains it even better. It says actually that what happened is that as the prophet prophesied, the word spoken in faith, the spirit-filled word, was actually taken up in the spiritual world and it germinated in the spiritual world and then the flesh and the life dropped down onto the bones of the dead people. Imagine that. 
So there's power in our words. There is a seed. Every word spoken in faith, in the spirit, is a seed of life, is a seed of hope. And this is what the Lord has called us for. He is calling you to get out of your Babylon because maybe there are so many people sitting here and you are stuck in your Babylon and you say, Lord, have you forgotten about me? Lord, it's over with me. There's no hope. There's but the Lord speaks life because he wants to say to you, he knows about you, he cares about you, and he will perform whatever miracle is necessary to remove you from your status of death to a place of life. Your future is not in Babylon. Amen. God has a future from, for you away from your Babylon. This is where he wants you. He doesn't want you to remain there. And I say it respectfully because I know some people really, really experience a lot of trouble and trauma in their lives. I was there myself. But don't get stuck there forever. Don't think that the Lord doesn't know about you. He doesn't care about you. Lord, it's impossible for you to get me out of this mess because the Lord says, Son of man, even if you look at these bones and there's no hope in your heart, start prophesying. Start releasing a word of God. Amen. And as the word gets prophesied, spoken into the spiritual world, the miracle already happens right there. And it just comes down onto the, onto the bodies and you've got life. God will give you the miracle to get you out of your Babylon. Why? Because <laughs> yeah, the Bible says, please go and read that chapter, Ezekiel 37. The Bible says, I looked and I saw a vast host, a great army. All of a sudden, these bones are now not individuals anymore. Now they are grouped. They are regrouped. They are an army ready for war, <laughs> ready for the fight, organized, trained, equipped, ready with a sword and a shield. They are ready for the fight. This is what the Lord wants. He's calling you and I to find our foot into this body, into this church, into your life group, wherever you are, so that you and I will bring a revival and a change and a victory in this nation of ours. For when you look at our nation, you will say, Lord, it's dry bones. It's gone. Uh, it's, there's even no lights on to look at it. Now, that is a challenge. <laughs> Do you know what? And, and I appreciate every politician's uh, well-meant efforts. But let me say this. They haven't got the solution for us. They haven't got the solution for this nation, for this country. You know where the solution lies? Right here right here, and every other church, and every other life group, and every other little group in this nation. Yes, amen. People who would believe, people who would stand up and say, Lord, I take your word. Lord, I'm filled with faith. Lord, even though there's no hope, it seems like all is lost, I will speak a word. I will speak a word of life. I will become a part of this body. People of God, how can you not be a part of this? How can you not be a part of a life group? That is where you get trained. That's where you get cared for. That's where you get equipped. 
if this this host of soldiers, this army that the prophet saw, imagine them standing on their own, and this one is facing this way, and this one is facing this way, and this one is scratching his uh, black socks, and, and this one, and they're all dear Makar, and they're not equipped, and they're not trained. Do you think they would have any effect? No. The Word of God says they were an army. This is what the Lord wants for you and I. You have a calling to be here. You have a calling to be a part of a life group, a cell group, two or three people together. You need to find your fit there. You need to find your place there. If you're not there, that place of yours is empty and there is a body in need of you. There's a limping body because the foot is not here yet. Where's the foot, Lord? Where's the foot, Lord? Lord, where do you want me? Lord, where do you want me to be a part of your body? Help me to find my foot in your body. And then a strange thing happens. Now remember, in the beginning, it says that the prophet prophesied to the dead bones. And now there comes a change. The Lord says to the prophet, they, they, they are alive. There they stand, they are alive. But they say, we are lost and we've got no hope. There's no chance for us. And then it all changes around. And the Lord tells the prophet, now you prophesy to the spirit, not to the bones anymore. Not to the body anymore. Now you prophesy to the spirit. People of God, the Lord wants you to be part of the body where you can get over yourself, where you can get out of your Babylon, where you can be get equipped, where you can be get anointed, filled with the Holy Spirit so that you will stand up and take your place and start prophesying to the Spirit and says, Lord, even though so many people say there's no hope for us, I will speak the life of God into this body, into this nation. Amen. I prophesy. The word says we all need to prophesy. Go and join Manny and, and Karen's life, uh, group, uh, prophecy group. Go with the flow. What, I can't remember exactly. They teach you how to become a prophet. Go to that. Join Vili's evangelism team. Whatever God calls you for and become a prophet. Become, become filled with the Spirit so that when the people around you say, Sorry, I give up. It's over. <laughs> there are even better words for that. Uh, it's over. Then you will found your fit and you are well equipped and you are filled with the Spirit and you are well taught in the Word. You've got the sword of your Word in your hand and your shield of faith, and you're ready, and you march through this land, and you say, my God, I prophesy the word of truth over this nation, South Africa. Although the enemy says, it's over with you, it's over with you, I've got news for you, it's not over, it's not over, never, ever, never. Jesus himself said, the powers of death and hell will never overpower my church. Wow, I can hold on to that. Lord, although when I look around me, I say, 
we are, but we're limping. We, 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 this. But Lord, I hold on to the truth of your word. Lord, more and more and more people will become a spiritful part of your body. Lord, and we will fulfill our purpose. We will fulfill our place in this church, in this city, in this nation, in the world. We will bring hope. We will bring life. We will not be overpowered by death and hell, for we have a victor. His name is Jesus, the Lord. He walked out of the grave. Amen. So don't believe the lie of the enemy. I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you today. Get out of your place. Get out of your Babylon. Say, Lord, I've had enough. I've had enough. You will bring the miracle if I have the faith. And I prophesy to these dead bones now, Lord, and I will find my foot in this body, in this body and all the places where you want me to be so that we will save this nation through your power. We will save this church. This church will play its role, fulfill its role, and we will be more than victorious. Amen. Well, I've skipped somewhere a lot of... Anyway, uh, <laughs> maybe you, you sit there today and say, well, pastor, you just don't know what's, what's happening in my life. Can I tell you what's happening with my business, with my marriage, with this, with this, that, 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 that. Uh, Pastor, did you perhaps forget about ESCOM? It's easy to forget about ESCOM if you've got a generator running there in the backyard. <sighs> pastor, just Luke 1 verse 37 says, for no word from God is impossible our fulfillment. And no word from him will ever be impossible to be fulfilled. No word from God. So God wants to release a word of hope and a word of life into this body's life today. And we need to get up and we need, in the first place, it is necessary, speak to your own dry bones, to your own Babylon, and say, Andre, today is the day that you get out of Babylon, for the word says God has a future for you out of your Babylon. He knows about you. He cares about you. He will, he will perform the miracle that is needed to get you out of there even though you think it's impossible. So I walk out of that. And now I'm part of the body. I'm here. And now we prophesy to the Spirit and we say, Holy Spirit, fill our hearts with your power. Lord, so that every word that we speak into the spiritual realm will contain the power of God, the creating power of God, Lord who can tell the fruit of the seed spoken in faith? Who can tell? Who can tell? Who can tell? Lord, only you. But we speak the words in faith. This nation will live. This nation, your purpose would be fulfilled in this nation. We, the body, will prophesy your words of hope and life. Amen. Amen. So my... Uh, May I invite you to stand with me. And, and today, if you need to walk out of your Babylon, please give the Lord a chance. 
Please welcome his word in your life today. Lord, I pray for each and every person. Maybe you can just slip up a hand if you need this prayer. Lord, every person today here that might be feeling despondent, everyone, Lord, here today that, that walks around his own life and the only thing he sees is a bunch of dry bones, and Lord, he says, well, Lord, it's actually impossible, you know. Oh, Lord, I speak, I prophesy to these dead bones. I send out a word of power. I send out a word of power into every life, every hand that's lifted. I send out, I speak, I prophesy a word of power and strength and releasing. Lord, I thank you that you free people today from their Babylons, that you put them in a new place for you've got a future for your people. Help us to find our foot, Lord, and then we prophesy to the Spirit. We say, Spirit of God, will you set us on fire again? Lord, Lord, will you fill us again and again and again? Lord, will you ignite us? Will you fill us with your fire? Lord, that we will not be a part of the problem, but we will be your solution, speaking words of faith, words of restoration over our nation. We speak it over our families. We speak it over our children, our grandchildren, our workplaces, our businesses. We release words of life and we pray that these words will germinate in the spiritual world and it would descend onto these dead bodies who say that they are in the graves, but you will bring life. In Jesus' name we pray and we just bless your people, Lord, with the blessing of the Lord, that you would be with each one. Lord, that your face will shine upon each one, that you would be gracious to each one, that you give your perfect peace to each and every one walking out in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen, amen. Ah.